0: This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rods, the leader WrestleZone's very own podcast of all things pro wrestling such as AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, NWA, Impact Wrestling, and many other promotions, wrestling matches, uh, championships, everything else. So, let's get started, guys. For me to say, I'm sorry I haven't been throwing any new episodes. Uh, if you guys are from California, you know it's so so effing hot out here you know i've been dying at the same time um been catching up what's going on with not only with new japan but what's going on in the effing world we're still dealing with the pandemic all this and that me also dealing with the whole thing in my fan with my personal life you know that type of thing but enough of that stuff since that's not what i'm here to do for us so Let's get this subject out of the way since um, this was just recent that took place. Um, if you guys have heard recently, uh, Sonya Deville, our very own WWE superstar, had a stalker broken into her house. Yeah. You ask yourselves, how did that even happen? Well, there's a lot of uh, information that's coming in about this guy of. Uh, all I know is his last name is Thomas II. Um, he actually, from what I understand, he was been following uh, Sonia Deville for years, even on Twitter. From my understanding, uh, he's been asking Sonia Deville for a chance. Now, if you guys don't know this, Sonia Deville is a a lesbian. I got nothing against that because I'm not a homophobic type. But it's like okay, makes perfect sense with this guy. But he should know better that this uh, woman here, who's uh, v- very famous within WWE, has no interest in men. I I, th- I don't know if she's still in a relationship or what. But anyway, what happened is this guy traveled from South Carolina all the way to Florida to where Sonya Deville lives. Now, neighbors described that there was someone around the house. When all this went down. And somehow he broke into the, her house. In one of those sliding doors. Like I think it's somewhere near the kitchen or so. But because of that. Um, Sonya has this uh, alarm system. That notified her. What's going on. And that's when she saw the stalker. And it freaked her out. Her and uh, her roommate. I think it's a roommate. I heard that there were rumors speculating. That uh, Mandy Rose. Her real life best friend. Was there but um from what i understand she fled they even captured the dude and they found a knife and some zip ties and that's like holy shit how can we how can people do that well i'm no psychologist if that's what you're saying excuse me anyway like I said, I'm no psychologist, but some people take things like this as very obsessive if you are like that. To me, as you all don't know, I'm a drummer. I, I'm not obsessed with any of the drummers who I follow who inspired me. I learn to idolize them, how they play and all that. But this guy took it very seriously. Like... Over the top, and I heard that he was being charged. Has three charges against them. you know, kidnapping, uh, assault, and um, I forgot what's the other one. But yeah, it, you probably ask yourself, how could something like this could have happened? How does distinct- does something like this happen? To be honest with you, sometimes we don't read people as we normally would think. Now I'm not saying this for saying that. I'm saying sometimes we don't expect things, you know, like let's look back what happened to Chris Benoit. Um, People talk about that every time and people will tell you Benoit was the last person to think that he would do what he did to his wife, Nancy and son, Daniel. That's the same thing. But this guy, from what I understand, um, there were some flags by people that told uh Sonya that there was something odd about this guy. You know, and, and sometimes if you know if you have people that, that follow this type of thing, you gotta pay attention because if you don't then you don't know what could happen. But but thankfully she's okay. But the real question is will she survive this? Would how would this affect her? If you guys know this this Sunday for SummerSlam, she and Mandy Rose are set to be in a match for hair versus hair match. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I was Sonia Deville, I would go see a psychologist, go to therapy, to see if there's any way to overcome this type of mess that she's been through. You know, And I get it that people can say she could need help right now and they should cancel. But yeah, that's one of the things that they need to let go. Now, the latest news that came out recently was Renee Young. This happened this morning. Uh, as you know, um, Renee Young uh, is leaving WWE. Now, there's a lot of scenarios that were played about her for a long time. Uh, there were rumors circulating that WWE were mad with her because of John Moxley defecting to AEW. Now, this is one of those things that bothers me. Who in the right mind is WWE decides to take it out on the wives? If you recall, let's go years ago. This is when after when CM Punk left. If you guys know this, when CM Punk left, he was already in a relationship with none other than AJ Lee, who is now currently his wife. WWE treated her like trash, like garbage. They were mistreating her. And this is the thing that bothers me. Who in the hell are they to treat them badly? You, it's because here's the way I see it. If even you guys have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know... Or you guys are married. It doesn't matter. You know for a fact that they will have your back no matter what. Whatever decisions you make, they will always support you. But WWE don't see that kind of thing. They rather want you to do things your way. But we're talking about people's happiness here. We all know why John Moxley left. He wasn't happy with the creative process that WWE presented him. I mean, who could remember? There was a moment he mentioned... WWE were trying to tell him to say uh, nasty things about Roman Reigns while he's battling his leukemia. And, and going back to Renee, who are they to treat her badly just because John Moxley defected to AEW? Now, for all you WWE fans, you probably ask yourselves at the time, how can John Moxley go there? He's a WWE guy. to. But here's the problem. AEW will always be the one promotion that WWE will never have. Creative freedom. That's one of the things, the reason. Now, do we believe that Renee Young could go to AEW? Well, that is one option we can say. Yes, that's one. But here's the other options I can put. Two, she leaves wrestling but remains on TV. Let's say that uh the Fox Sports uh decides to hire her or ESPN, any sports um televised programming would love to have her. I mean that is one scenario or another scenario that could play out for her well because I mean who who that's it's not like it's the end of the world for her. But also there's the third option that makes more of the sense. If you guys know this, Renee Young has releasing released a cooking book. Yeah. The cookie book. And no, no judging here. You know I mean? There's nothing wrong. I mean, who doesn't like to cook? Hell, I don't even cook for nothing. All I make is homemade hamburgers. And no, I'm not going to make you guys hamburgers because I'm not going to do that for you. I do that for me. So anyway, but yeah, but we cannot speculate what her decision is. The only person who has the right to decide what Renee Young is going to do is Renee Young. I'm sure if she goes to AEW to work in a broadcast team, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. No problem. If she decides to work on, telev- on television for a sports broadcasting team, I'm good with that too. Or if she decides to do something with her cooking book, you know, expand more, I'm good with that. It's her decision. We cannot speculate what's going to happen. But if you guys want to, go ahead. You know, I'm not going to hold against you. You have the right to speculate. But all I'm going to do is wait and see what's going to happen. If she goes to AEW, super. If she gets a job from ESPN or any of Fox Sports broadcasting groups or whatever, that's great too. If she decided to hold the cooking thing, I'm good with that too. So that's it That's it for that. But let's move on to other news, That other things that I want to talk about. As you guys have been following um, New Japan, they recently had this thing for the Never Open Way uh, six-man tag team Championship where they set up in a tournament where they had to crown new tag teams. There's a reason why that happened, if you guys follow New Japan. As you all know, New uh, in Wrestle Kingdom, they always have a gauntlet match where several teams are chosen to face off for a chance to compete for the never-open-weight six-man tag team championships. And one of those teams was LIJ's Bushi... Shingo Tagagi and Evil. So they were the recent the, the winners starting this year. But something has changed over that. In New Japan Cup 2020 in the finals, we saw who won the cup. And that person was Evil. We were all like pumped to see L.I.J. versus L.I.J., but what we found out later, we saw Evil betray Tetsuya Naito and Los Ingorbenables de Japon. L.I.J., he defected with Bullet Club. Now, because of that, Evil decided to opt out as a never open way six-man tag team champion. And he wanted to focus more on being double champion, being both IWGP heavyweight champion and the IWGP intercontinental champion. He decided to drop his position as the six-man tag champion, so they had to start over. So they had many other tournament uh, people that participated at Summer Struggle. So here are the participants that took place on that day, during that time. Starting with Chaos. First team, uh, Sho, Toruyano, and Gaguchka Okada. Second Chaos team, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki-, Hiroki Goto. Now next team, we have Bullet Club. Two teams from that. First team, Yujiro Takahashi, Ghetto, Yado. Second Bullet Club team, Taiji Ishimuri, Dick Togo, Evil. Then we got Suzuki Goon, first team, Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, Doiki. Second Suzuki Z- Goon team, Taichi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Zack Saber Jr. And then we had guys from the New Japan roster like um, Ryusuke Taguchi, uh, Tomaki Tomna. Togimakabe. And the next team, we had Master Wato, Kota Ibushi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. So these are the teams that took place. But I'm not going to go through every team, how they did. I'm just going to jump into the finals. This was an interesting match. The finals was Chaos versus Chaos. One team, we had Show Yano, Okada versus Yoshihashi, Ishii, Goto. This was a much much brutal match. But it was one of the best matches I've ever seen. Seeing faction members facing off against each other. For a chance to become six man never open weight tag team champions. This is amazing. But the best part. You probably ask right now. Who is the winner? Well the winners are Yoshihashi. Tomo Iroishi and Goto. But at the same time I was happy it was them. For one specific Reason. Yoshihashi. Finally. Finally wins a championship belt. This is something. I've been expecting for a long time. Yoshihashi hasn't been. Getting any championships. He's always been the guy that. Loses his matches. And recently he's been getting a good push. But in a losing effort type. You know what I mean? Hold on a second. But anyway. I was so happy. But the way this match went memorable, Okada asked Red Shoes, let me put this belt onto Yoshihashi. So he strapped that belt on his waist. And I cried. Yes, I cried, folks. Like a like a little crying girl. The reason is, is it's a beautiful moment. Because Okada is very proud of Yoshihashi. Finally, he gets to win a championship. If you guys know, follow their history... They both were young lines around the same time. But at the same time, it was Okada who brought Yoshihashi into chaos. And I was so happy. I have to say they did this well having them become the never-open-weight six-man tag team champions. And I'm finally happy Yoshihashi gets a belt. So I hope you guys get to see it. You can see it on, New J- on NJPW World Live on Demand. All you got to do is uh, sign up for it. Now... Let's move into this thing I like to call the throwback wrestling events. This took place almost two years ago, in May 8th of 2018. This one is from Pro Wrestling Eve, an all-female promotion based out of the UK. And their main event, this is like their version of WrestleMania, called WrestleQueendom. This is the very first one they ever hosted. Start out with their one of their founders, but also plays as the host slash Announcer, you know, welcoming people and all that. First match, it was a war games rule steel cage match by two teams. One team, we had uh, the deserving featuring these are women who may or may not heard. We had Jayla Dark, Jamie Hayter, Charlie Evans, and Blue Nikita facing off against squad goals. Rhea O'Reilly, Addy Starr. Laura Di Matteo, and of course, you may have heard this one, Emmy Sakura. So yes, basically, this is a steel cage match. The only way the match is going to start if one member goes in first. let Let's The winner of the coin toss was uh, the deserving. They started out, and then squad Goal goes in. So it was like anticipated every 90 seconds, you know, those type of rules. But the match was amazing. It was so brutal and the winners were uh, squad goals. So I'm very pleased and I was like so impressed how this one wins. Then we jump in with em- a- Emily Reed who was giving a um uh how do I say an announcement but she was interrupted by a woman named Jetta. Uh Jetta is one of the the um, a wrestler who is part of the final wild wildcard match, and I'll get to that. Jettis comes out demanding respect. Reason behind that: this match, there's only one spot available for the wildcard ladder match, and I'll get to that in a bit. Her opponent that she's facing, you may have heard her before in the independent scenes. Now she's retired, named Chris Wolf. This was a very fun but interesting match. I seen I heard of Chris Wolf but I never seen her wrestle that well but man she has some interesting character I I have to say I I love what she did it was so incredible I um I don't know what to say but anyway the match ended in a bizarre way apparently there was a draw between both Jetta and Chris Wolf the ref have no clue both shoulders were down so ref didn't know what to do so did the obvious choice was call it a draw. And they instead of six participants for for this ladder match, it turned out to be seven. Now, here are the other participants that took place at the wildcard ladder match. They had um, Nina uh, Nina Samuels, Leah Owens, her sister Casey Owens, Liv Grace, and Millie McKenzie. Now, what is those... Show about this wild card ladder match on top of the ladder we have the contract for an eve championship match so whoever pulls out the contract will be facing whoever is the eve championship so basically that's like the top title for world title and all that stuff so that's how it goes so but there was some great moments here where uh there was a moment where leah owens had to be carried out she got hurt um There's a funny moment with Jetta who, even though she's demanding respect, she entered a ladder match and she's afraid of ladders. She had to get a short ladder. You need a bigger ladder, but she's afraid of heights. I'm like, oh my God, why are you in this match in the first place? If you're afraid of heights, then why did you get involved? But (laughs) I thought it was funny. But the winner was Mina Saniels. I'm like, okay. I don't know who she is, but it's very interesting to see. Then the next match is an international dream match with someone you guys may have heard of from the NXT UK. Kaylee Ray and, make, and Japanese sensation Mako Satomura. Now, if you guys know who she is, I heard from various people. Mako is, in fact, how do I say, has never been pinned, from my understanding, from before this. So this was an interesting match, challenge, because... Kaylee Ray, if you guys follow her, she's an incredible wrestler, but frankly, it turned out the way we did not expect, so Kaylee Ray won. Miko is not too pleased with the fact she lost, so she took this loss very, very seriously, but that was her first time being pinned in years. Now we got a co-main event match with legendary Japanese wrestler, or should I just say wrestler, Aja Kong as Jim Ross would say, she's the kind you never see make biscuits. <laughs> yeah, she, he said that in Double or Nothing, the very first one against someone you guys know, a uh, Viper, but we know her as Piper Nevin. This was a, a big event. I was like impressed with Piper as Viper, you know, facing she's a huge woman facing off another huge woman. Mm excuse me, anyway, but I always suspected that somehow Aja Kong was going to win, because she's legendary, we know her reputation, but it's great to see her, because I haven't seen her since last year, I think, but I hope we get to see her soon, then we get to the main event, we have, for the EVE Championship match, we had Jamie Zayn versus Charlie Morgan, now, I'm not fan of these two. I'm not know who these people are, but I'll just tell you guys who won. Charlie, um, Meg Morgan, she won this championship. Now you ask yourselves, where can I see this match? Well, you can see it on Fight TV. It's only um nine ninety nine, almost ten bucks. You guys can watch those. You you probably would enjoy. It. There's a lot of great matches that they put in. All you gotta do is find some good ones because I I have this. I even purchased GSC, the talking, the talking shop. Um. Uh, a mania all of that but that's what it is so if you guys are interested to watch this you can go on um on fight tv to see the full event but there are some bits and pieces you can look at on um on their youtube channel so that's up to you you decide how you want to watch it so let's go to some certain updates that took place uh recently like a while ago but i never mentioned this uh these this is coming from SoCal Uncensored. This took place about a week or two ago. As you all know, there's been talk about the National Wrestling lines, aka NWA, that they're going to fold. All this and that. Those were just talk. But there was no confirmation. This all began with Raven saying that uh, Billy Corgan is going to shut down. but Billy Corgan made it clear. It's not going to happen. But this news came in. If you guys are aware of David Marquez, name David Marquez, he runs this network called the united wrestling network he has three shows on this one championship wrestling from hollywood championship wrestling from arizona and championship wrestling from memphis it turns out that they're now teamed up partnered up with thunder studios and the national wrestling alliance so we may get to see the national wrestling alliance in their network but you can also see it on fight tv so that was pretty much what's going on. Many of their tapings is now going to be moved to um, Long Beach because that's where they're going to be at. As you know, NWA has been doing a lot of their tapings down in Atlanta, Georgia. But because of the pandemic, we haven't seen anything much. But from what I understand now that the United Wrestling Network are currently are going back into making, uh, taping some events for their network. So that's pretty cool. But as for NWA, it's still unclear. Now, this fu- these, this next subject came from Pro Wrestling Sheet. This regards Priscilla Kelly. If you guys may or may have heard, Priscilla Kelly is filing for divorce from Darby Allin. If you guys don't know this, she was married to Darby Allin. And, yeah. It was kind of shocking for us fans who have been aware about their marriage and seen them together. But she finally made a statement about what's been happening so this is what she had to say the last few months have been extremely difficult and there were there's been a lot of questions not only due to covid and loss of work for myself but also due to the fact that darby and i have been going through a divorce there's been a up lots of ups and downs but we have come to the conclusion that we are just not compatible together as people we are on our we are, are on great terms, and we wish only the best for each other. There's no hard feelings, as we both understand. This is what it's best. I know time as due, and was not was appreciated so much. But this is the decision. I hope to see him uh, continue his rise in the entertainment business and take the world by storm, as he's already ha- is. As for me, it's a time to begin a new chapter. As you know, Darby and Priscilla have been married since 2018. So it's kind of shocking, but all we can do is wish them for the best. I know this is not the end of the world for both of them. Uh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do down the road for, the, for themselves. Now this next one, as you all know recently, raw on the ground. It's total garbage the way I've been seeing it recently, but... Someone decided they think they could make it better. And I'm talking about the world most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Who we haven't seen on WWE for over 20 years. His last match was around, uh, let me see, not that long ago. And certainly enough, that's how it ended. But he did tweet this. Hey, WWE and Shane McMahon. Uh, next time you all, you guys want to do something, work, shoots on Raw Underground and actually make them look good, you got my number and give me a call. Now, do I think this is a good idea? Well, the thing is this. I don't know how WWE feels about having Ken Shamrock, but hopefully if they do hire him. But the thing is, with him, we, we know he's with Impact, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. We just don't know. But in my opinion, they need to get rid of the raw on the ground. I feel like it's not going to succeed as they hope for. That's my honest opinion. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed all these topics that I took out. Um, as you know, but I wanted to give you guys a reminder. Di- there is no um, Wednesday Night War today. Uh, AEW Dynamite will be aired uh, this Saturday um, around 6 Eastern, I think. I'm not sure. But just keep an eye on that, uh, they will be competing ne- uh, head-to-head against NXT TakeOver 30, which is going to be interesting. So for now, I will say all of you guys adieu. So I'm going to say goodbye. Wash your hands. Mwah, and have a nice day. Bang!